welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 3, Episode 5. Um, I'm your good boy, Denali. Woof woof. Bad boy, Ryan. I'm the bland boy right in the middle that tastes like you're, unsalted you're, pasta. You're just right. Jace I, mean, I was kind of doing like a, a dog thing. Um, yeah, I'm the bad boy. Okay, okay. Bad so you're, you're, you're the bad dog. Jace is the bland dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like we, we're not playing up the dog theme enough for a dog season. You know, we, we talk a little bit about the dog movies. We talk about the dog house that we live in. Um, you know, I, I feel like we should have more dog jokes or dog puns. You know, what's what's the deal with bones? You know, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying here, man. You guys know any dog jokes? Um, um yeah, but they're not appropriate for air. They're not appropriate on our explicit podcast. Yeah, okay. I only know dirty dog um, jokes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll make one up right Our now. Our explicit Rated podcast R. that gets heavily edited and all all dirty things are completely scrubbed by Denali. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to make um I'm going to make a dog joke. Okay. Make a dog joke. So what the dog joke. What did the wiener dog say to the great dane? I don't know. What? N- n- nice wiener <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm just because he's small and he's under the yeah we get a yeah, wiener yeah, he's a wiener point yeah um yeah sorry I'm, I'm bowling at a zero right now i just there's a real gutter ball back there but i'm just i'm trying baby you know that's showbiz you, you hit and miss sometimes um so we want well, yeah I, yeah uh, yeah so this week we watched scooby-doo as surprising as it might be, I think this is the closest we've come to having a horror movie. Would you agree? I um, mean, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past was horrifically bad, but that's not really what I'm talking about. There were ghosts in Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, but yeah, they, they definitely weren't the murder kind. Yeah. Um, well, not really. So yeah, I think I think this is the most horror-adjacent movie. I think you're right. Yeah, like Gone this... Girl is a thriller, you know? Oh, sh- yeah. Okay. That was disturbing, though, man. Like, Yeah, that's not really a horror this had like you know monsters and the people disappearing, and you have to solve it and figure out who's the bad guy. And so I was thinking, to honor the occasion, we could yeah. tell some scary stories. Oh, okay. We could tell if you want. We could try and do scary stories for dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We could do scary stories featuring dogs. Hmm. I originally was coming into this with the idea that we could. Uh, because, like, most scary stories, when you think about it, they're, they're scary for, like, kids. Yeah. You know, like, there's not a lot of adult scary stories. And even when we hear them, we're like, oh, okay, that's not really scary. I get what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. But now, an adult scary story would be something that, like, you know, kids wouldn't make any sense to kids. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, like, about, like all three of us. Broad. Yeah, exactly. So all three of us are in very different professions. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be nice to come up with, like, a short scary story that like what would be what would count as like a horror story in your profession oh an adult horror story that's like real that's like this could this could happen to anybody and if it did like you know heads chopped okay this this is good this is good i'm excited but uh, dog themed oh that's so that's that's a lot of miss that that the ice cream flavors are kind of mixing in the middle at that point you said this but, could be dog themed, right? We have to yeah, do a dog so, themed. So we can switch it to dog themed. But okay, I don't but, know about making. Well, we can, both we of can those. tailor it. 
to our professions and have dogs involved. I'm lost. I don't know what the fuck. I didn't uh, pull a single iota of thought out of your initial. So therefore, that means that the uh, the premise is too complicated, and we got to go with dogs. Okay. I mean, Jace, think of this as one of our improv sessions, except Ryan is now our improv teacher, and now we're we're charged with telling a story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So setting. So okay. let's have this. Let, let's make this a spooky story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of you be a dog. Who wants to be the dog? I'll be the dog. Okay. Jace, you get to be our scary element. Now, you mm. don't have to be a monster. Mm-hmm. Now, think about what's scary for dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Am I so, like a, a like an omniscient uh, narrator here? And I, I'm going to be leading the... Yeah, Denali the dog like, through the day. Oh, it could be, be conceptually like scary. Yeah, risks, right? Like you can be like, you know, dog shape walks in room or something. Dogs hate asterisks. Yeah. So Denali, the scene is your owners. Okay. Are going out on a date night. Ooh, okay. I hate and that. They left. They left you alone. Oh, I hate that. And they locked all the doors. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. I got they forgot to close the blinds on the sliding glass door in the back of the house. Okay. So, start seeing. Start seeing. Okay, okay. Oh, man, my owners are gone. Boy, am I sure bummed. No bones about it. Oh, look, they left the sliding glass do- window thing open. I, be- I better look outside. Oh god, it's my reflection! Oh god, I hate that thing! (laughs) (laughs) And you hear... Is there something that this dog might hear? No, I had Uh, an idea in my head and it doesn't fit in with with the background. I have tinnitus! Um, (laughs) Nothing! This is horrible! I should have never had owners that are fireworks dispensers. And then from the other side of the house... He hears some more because he's a dog. <laughs> oh, more tinnitus. Ah! I can't see. <laughs> wow. This is, that, that was... probably is terribly frightening for dogs. So sorry if your dog is, you know, not 18 and is listening to this. Um, dogs with tinnitus is, is, is terrifying. Yeah. Um, they can't do the cool finger drumming technique that people do online right. to stop your tinnitus. Well, you can do it for your dog. You can just smack them in the head. Yeah, that's not that's not chill for dogs, though. I I don't think you should do that. <laughs> okay. Well, there's also you know we could have went any direction. We could have went uh you know dog farts and then dog gets scared. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's. I think that was a good scene. That was that was a good. Scene. Do you do you want want to take a crack at this, Ryan? I can take a crack at you it. You want me to guide the scene? You give me a role and you give me a, a setting and we can go okay. into the dog's mind. Okay, Jace, do you want to do you want another crack at this, or do you want to narrate? You take it. You take it. I want to see how this. Okay, so you you want me to narrate this one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll narrate this one. Okay, so who um who wants to be the dog? Because <laughs> there's always a dog. It's Ryan, Jace? and you're the narrator. Wasn't that the wait? Wait, no, no, Ryan's the. I thought you wanted to be the dog, Jace. Oh, okay, okay. Jace is the dog. Ryan, I want you to imagine a scary thing uh, from a dog's perspective. <laughs> or just a scary adjacent thing, okay? Hmm. Um, 
<laughs> so, Jace, you are in a big Victorian mansion, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, your owners mm-hmm. are out uh, for, for a nice evening stroll, uh, leaving you alone in the... Okay, fine. Your owners have been murdered. Um, and... See, this is why I'm confused, because it That's takes away the action from Ryan as the narrator here. I'm so, I don't know how the scene is being built. <laughs> um, fine. All right. I'll, I'll going build it. swimming. I'll build it a different way. Oh, my neighbors. Because <laughs> Jace is having a lot of conceptual problems here with my premise. Would I? You know, okay. Me. Um, I, I guess. Okay. Okay. They were murdered. Forget the, forget about the murder. Okay. Because that's already probably pretty really box. scary that's for a dog. Scary. I'm not sure okay. you'd get much more out of a dog than that. Besides the owners already being dead. Forget about the murder, okay? <laughs> you are a dog with a job. You're at work. You work in the graveyard shift. Mm. But that. Okay. Um, Jace is going to decide where. Where? Oh, um, I'm in the airport. Okay, you're a dog at the airport Ooh. working the graveyard shift. Probably sniffing out some some drugs or something. PSA line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're driving the planes. Sniff, sniff, sniff. sniff. Right now, Ryan, <laughs> um, you're going to be the scary thing. So I will begin the scene um, Jace, I'm going to give you a cue, and you will begin the scene, all right? Yeah. Oh, woof. Is there another dog? <laughs> no. <laughs> the director is a dog, and he's saying, actually. Uh, woof, woof. Dog theme. I sniff around. Been working. Just, just clocked in. The guy working me today is a fat piece of shit. Oh, nice. Gritty. I like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> a horny cat. Whistles out in the distance. I, I, I was I was sitting. I pick my I pick my butt up and I point. Not sure what's going on. Oh, doesn't matter. Um, Do I have anything to say about that? Uh, a, a door creaks open <laughs> ominously, slowly, and it definitely needs oil in its hinges. Did um, I break away from my? I'm enticed by this. I I I frantically oh, pull away from my owner. Or the, the person like, oh, handling Jeffrey. me. Oh, what the hell? Oh, you have an owner. You're. Oh, you're not. Okay, I'm a little confused. Okay, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm logging on here. I'm logging on here. I'm logging on here. PSA dog. Oh, okay. PSA yeah. dog. Yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. yeah. Were you thinking like a Bojack, Bojack esque style world where I was just a dog on a? Yeah. Jo- oh, that's fine. Well, okay. sort of. I was thinking like a sentient dog who like was. It's always better to to explain yeah. out of character and improv. Yeah. This, this this segment cannot be going better. Um, okay. this is why I use canigetay.com to <laughs> to railroad our. Okay, you know what? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. This is good. This is good. All right. Uh, oh, Jeffrey. Oh no. Oh, what are you doing? We gotta sniff out some cocaine. I turn around and I I bite him because he's not letting me get at what I need to find, and he's holding oh, the partner's holding me back, and I run off. I run towards the sound. <laughs> Tried to get my bones. What? Wait, why are you? Pro- I thought you were narrating, but now you're like this. Well, then sometimes the DM will will assume an NPC in, in the in the in you know the situation. So I'll, I'll jump back into the narrator seat. Okay, okay. I have no idea because now there's an extra character. Yeah, that's not oh. a dog, <laughs> and it's being played by Denali. Okay, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I was planning on being the the the, the characters. 
This is why I was confused the first time around. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's scrap. Let's scrap the scene. Okay, let's I think scrap that, was, that was great. Let's that was, scrap the that last was really ten minutes of recording. Great. That was a great, uh, funny uh, skit we did. Let's do "Can I Get a But We're Dogs." Oh, nice, nice. Okay, let's let's is do that. Can, gonna okay. work. We don't worry. There's literally no standards anymore because we already had two atrocious scenes. Uh, yeah, yeah. What is the website? I, uh, can I get a.com separated by dashes? And this is where you find the rap video. And then yes, you say that's I just not found it. Rap video. This has happened three times now. <laughs> Jace, uh-huh. do you want to do Can I Get A as the narrator this time? Don't I just read it? Yeah, you read it, and then you maybe you can you can give me a little lead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be I'll be the spooky thing. Ryan is gonna be the dog. Wait, can't isn't the the oh, wait the can I get a is it will determine who what type of dogs you two are and then I'm adding intricate additional elements to the improv skit. Not or or you can decide like so can I get it will give us two characters right? Yeah, it'll give and us so two characters. Yeah, you can choose whether we're both dogs or whether one of us is a dog. Okay, I just assume we're all gonna be fucking dogs. You know, for oh. example, relationship chef and a mater d. We're both fucking dogs, dog. Oh. Okay, this is getting real tenuous. But it's horror-based. Yeah, give us a premise, Jace. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Denali, you're the president of the once time. United States of America. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Denali, take your headphones off, just for a second. Ryan, you are an alien dog Ooh. visiting okay. once United States of America. Mm. Um... Visiting like a tourist? E, uh, yeah, 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 yes. Or like ambassador? Uh, yeah. Let's go I'll with go ambassador. ambassador. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got my headphones back on. Um, and uh, the location is a walk-in closet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the <laughs> the word <laughs> is wanted. <laughs> wanted? Yes. Okay. I can live with that. Okay. All right, scene? Oh, Jace, I think you're supposed to say. He's requesting you say scene. I need, oh. I need direction. I need Please. direction here. The president of the once United States of America enters his home after a long day at the office. Oh, this nation's gone to shit. As the first doggy president, I thought it would be easier. But damn, these humans never learn. Now time for my daily ritual. Where I go inside my walk-in closet and, uh, I don't know, chase my own tail around or... You take off your doggy suit and tie? Oh uh, yeah, take off my doggy suit and tie, because now I can be myself, finally, when I get home. Yes, Being a two-term dog president is a hard job. It's most of my life, actually. My wife always asks me, she's... Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing, James? You're spending two-thirds of your life out there on the campaign trail mm-hmm. and serving these ungrateful humans. But you... what cost? Oh. Policies passed. <laughs> Voters courted. What have we done? What have we done for dogs? Enemies defeated. Wars won. What is a country? What is a country? But a series of souls existing in one moment. 
Anyways, better head to the closet. Oh, hello. Hello? Is hello. someone in here? Nice to meet you. Uh, who is, you who are, are you? You are late. I was, I was told you would arrive at 8.41. Uh, are you one of those time. guys from the cigarette commercials where, where they can't they have to use one of those, those throat things? No. I am a Florminian. And I have come to shake your paw. And extend oh, greetings just... across the space-time. Okay, I, I know you're assuming that I just do the shake bit. That's kind of like a thing you probably saw in the 1950s movies that broadcast we out to your planet. just received your from the first dog transmissions. Uh, well, how do you do? What, what do you want? I want... I want to have your... two mm, toys sold in the stores of my people slash dogs. You want the rights to sell my our chew toys in your stores? Yes, Earth Earth chew toys made in America. American chew toys in my Florminian stores. I come as a goodwill. I extend you this basket of Florminian toys that you can sell in your stores. Oh, great! Well, that's just what I wanted. Really. It's very specific. <laughs> I was a I was a dog ambassador from the planet Florminian. Oh, okay. I I really wanted you to just like him finally get in the closet and you'd be like, I wanted to say hello. <laughs> just NC <laughs> after Denali's monologue. <laughs> wow. You you literally could not write that. <laughs> Holy hell. We're going to TM that um, for a screenplay, I guess. Just add yeah. it to the screenplay pool. Because uh, one of those yeah. is going to hit. One of those the are dog, bound to hit. The once, once the first... United States of America run by dogs? I, I'm thinking there's a civil war because the first dog president was elected. Oh, that's, that's fair. Was... So, who's, so what are the geographical divisions? The South yeah. has to be on side of the dogs. I was thinking it was going to be, like, Ohio, and then, like, everywhere else seceded. Mm. Just Ohio. The once United States of America. What changed? Ohio. We kicked Ohio. out Ohio. They have a bunch of dogs. The world's a wasteland now. <laughs> In Ohio. It's everywhere else. And, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> Ohio's winning, though. They are winning. <laughs> they have way more dogs than we do. Have you seen that place? It was run by dogs before this, if you know what I'm saying. So we'll call the screenplay the first dog president. Um, and I of guess you'll an alien at some point. Yeah, yeah, we'll shop it. We'll shop it around. Um, I think, you know, we, we, this is where we, we pitch the idea, a writer writes it, and then, yeah. you know, we get like 10% of the That's movie. prime territory for a fish out of water sequence. Oh. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're kind of like a dog's like, oh, how do I sign a bill? Oopsie, ha, ha, okay. everyone, you know. Actually, what we just did was very close to how I imagine they wrote a majority of this movie. Like, uh... Scooby-Doo. Huh. They were just like, imagine if somebody was a dog, and they were like, getting on an airplane! <laughs> and there was like a cat under the seat, and the dog was like... Wah, 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 wah. I, um... I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> okay. We could talk about just Scooby-Doo as a concept real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, how fucking... Wild is the name Scooby Doo. Like someone was was supposed to make 
a name for a dog like scoop like what what is that scooby-doo well his real name is a lot more proper scoobert Sco- which is which is very good um but i actually like looked it up because like that is so fucking arbitrary um and i actually heard it was it's like it's based on like a scat from like a frank sinatra song where he's like scooby-dooby-doo and they wanted to make a song and that's why it's scooby-doo which is like what the most it? 1940s yeah. you know, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this whole series would be way better if somebody yeah. our age from 2020 mm-hmm. named it. Because it would be like, Cheese! Cheese, the crime-solving dog! <laughs> Everybody names their dogs after fucking food now. So who cares if his goddamn name is Scooby-Doo? It's better than <laughs> Pork Chop. The cr- oh, wait. Actually, well, the name. <laughs> the name. I mean, people have talked about like a reboot of Scooby-Doo, like where you kind of have him solve real murders and like, you know, real like, you know, drug trafficking shit. And well, that's kind of what this movie was supposed to be like. Right. They're, they're solving an actual, uh, it, those were kind of murders. Their well, souls this, were leaving their body. Well, yeah. In the actual first draft slash first edit of this movie, it was like rated R. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. are we, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we getting into it? Yeah. This is movie okay, talk. Well, if we're if we're okay, if we're gonna shift gears into movie talk, we have to shift. Ge- we're we're already in gear we're, we're for movie shift, okay. talk. We should we should go about, through with shifting the gear. Yeah, correct. Like yeah. foot off the clutch. Right. Well, before we do that, Jace, do you want to tell the audience what we do on the show and what <laughs> we're about to do uh, now that we're like thirty minutes in? Sure, I have the synopsis too. So. Oh, yeah, so feel free to just, you know, roll right right into it as you see fit. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, We are the GBGBs, and we are presenting to you today, Scooby-Doo. We are a podcast that reviews... God, wow. I always have it, and Um, then it's so obtuse. Films? Films about specific themes. We watch 10 of them. We're stuck in a mansion of sorts. We're stuck in a mansion of sorts. Right now, we're outside, stuck in the doghouse. And then we try to uh, try to give a ranking to, you know, the, the theme and then the movie itself. This season has yeah. been hard. It's been difficult. It's and the reason Jay was lost for words is because we've all done a little soul searching in the last five weeks when we stuck on repeat watching these kids movies. Yeah. Um, well, dog movies take a toll on you. Dog movies are like it's difficult to get through. Um, when we were watching Ben Affleck and Matthew McConaughey movies, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself every week, like, okay, well, at least I get to see my old friend. At least I get, <laughs> get to see Matt or Ben. But now it's hard to do that because the dogs are different in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding my sense of humor slowly changing to watching so many dog movies. If I see, like, you know, person post, like, a dog meme on Facebook where, like, the dog's wearing sunglasses, I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I shut up. I shut my laptop. You know, th- those things are trying to seep in because now dogs are 100 percent of my, you know, my cinema experience and my cultural experience now. Yeah, we don't watch any non dog movies. It's not tough. anymore. I haven't watched a non dog movie in a long time. I, OK, actually, I saw In the Heights the other day and I, I actually was like, like there was a part of my brain that was like, when's the dog going to show up? <laughs> and I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't dismiss it. So Jace, please, yeah, please uh, take take the wheel here and let our audience know, uh, you know, not the not the dog movie we watched this. This is probably yeah. the most high profile uh, dog movie we've done yet so far. Sure, big hitter too. I'm imagining that you both watched this when we were uh, younger, yeah. Oh yeah, 
Scooby-Doo the movie since it came out, yeah. Uh released released in 2002 is I believe the first live action Scooby-Doo movie to be made. Um yeah, so we kind of see we we kind of come into the beginning of the story at the end of Mystery Inc um where uh, the characters have grown up, they're kind of not happy with what's going on and in, in solving mysteries and they're all going off in their own direction and um we we come to a time skip where a mysterious patron hires individually each of Mystery Inc. to come to his island and solve the mystery of Spooky Island? What a coincidence. Yeah. You can't like... make this up, folks. I so, who would have thought that Spooky Island was actually spooky? Right? And spooky, a coincidence. Spooky Island's this banging club scene that I would have gone to if I was in college and they were paying oh, for yeah. my ticket there. Um, and the crew... We use the word hijinks a lot, but this is this is true hijinks. So I feel as if Scooby Doo is the epitome, maybe the origin of dog-based hijinks. Um, That's fair. They uh, they go through hijinks. They find clues. They set up elaborate traps, uh, and eventually they unearth the bad guy. I don't. Uh... Yeah, such as like a Scooby Doo movie kind of un- or you know episode kind of unfold is a bit of a longer um, formula. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw this in 2002, you know, I loved it. I was a uh, I was a child and I loved every movie I saw. Um, and when I when I was going into this movie, I was expecting kind of like a studio cash grab and, you know, kind of a cheesy, cringy movie. And I think within about 10 minutes, I was 150 percent on board. Um, I was I was totally shocked <laughs> by how much I laughed and enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Real weird. Yeah, I yeah. got hit. I got hit pretty hard with the with nostalgia, with the jokes. This was a movie targeted at twenty year olds. I feel like. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, okay, my main critique of the movie would be that um, the dialogue is meant for adults and the action is meant for children. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect crossover for me. Um, because, like, yeah, the action parts where Scooby-Doo is grinding on a skateboard rail to escape the ghosts, <laughs> um, the the fart slash burp off between him and Shaggy, like, the first burp, I was like, oh, come on, so juvenile. But the last fart, I couldn't fucking breathe because I was <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, it was just toilet humor for, like, yeah. all, like, you know, for five minutes, but... I, I totally agree. And even like Julie was sitting on the couch next to me watching it, pretty bored. And at one point we looked to each other and we were just like, freaking fart jokes. They're relying on fart <laughs> jokes. That's like the lowest thing you could do. And then you're right. The last one where he's like slapping his foot on the ground. <laughs> and how good was Matthew Lillard as Shaggy? Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. The Such one. a delight to watch. Yeah. And he's, he plays Shaggy nowadays still. Yeah, the, I mean, he nailed it so much that, like, people want him to, you know, continue being Shaggy. Like, when they think about Shaggy, they think about his voice. So he's, mm-hmm. he's the voice of Shaggy in my mind. Yeah, he for is, sure. He's peak Shaggy. Peak Shaggy. It's like if, uh, wow, I can't think of any other characters. It should be in my mind. Um, <laughs> Captain, J- Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I'll oh, never yes. think of another person. Matthew Lillard. Johnny Depp really... Sparrow encapsulated animatronic robot uh, from, from a Disney park theme, right? <laughs> really brought him to life. But no, I, I get what it should be, dude. Like, And the rest of the cast, too, I thought did pre- a pretty good job. It was kind of a who's who of 90s celebrities. You know, you've got uh, Freddie Prince Jr., 
uh, as the Fred Man. Um, you've got, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar, a uh, huge star as Daphne. You've got um, Linda Cardellini as Velma, you know, watched her in Freaks and Geeks. Um, and then, of course, the guy, Matthew Lillard, from Sha- uh, you know, who plays Shaggy, he was in Scream. Uh, I remember yeah. him from that, <laughs> from that role, too. Then you've got, like, randomly Sugar Ray showing up halfway through the movie as, like, possessed demons. Mr. Bean. Mr. Fucking Bean himself shows up as the main villain. Um, Pamela Anderson makes a cameo. She was in like a lot of early 2000s movies, I think. Movie did good. So. Oh, here we go. Ryan. Ryan has that that tone where he's. okay. what what is it? Right. What's going on? The issue is, yes, they took stars that from the 90s that people, you know, in their late teens, 20s, 30s might uh, might recognize when they were watching this movie. The problem kind of came out in maybe the costume department. Um, or whoever was telling the costume department to make the costumes that they ended up making. Scooby Doo should have been clothed. I fucking I'm right there with you. Yeah, right. That's that was the problem. Seriously, I do not understand this at all. It was probably one of the most like unnecessarily sexualized slash genderized things I've ever seen. Like the I didn't total... think Scooby Doo was that sexy. Like he was definitely ripped but like yeah. i didn't think he was overly sexualized very he tan. wasn't wearing uh-huh okay he was pretty sexy i don't right. know yeah if i would if, if you know if i was a dog like i good great catch continue right sorry you know it's actually kind of hard to continue <laughs> a point <laughs> the issue that i'm talking about is more along the lines of think about the actors Think about Hollywood in general. Like, mm-hmm. you give this Scooby-Doo script to a bunch of men, and they're making a movie, and they're like, yeah, and let's let all the iconic female characters just dress scantily clad, completely unnecessarily. Let's do a right. whole bunch of short skirts. Let's point the camera up them. Like, at some point, she, it's like, whoa. Uh, it was really weird. Like, weird. Yeah. Not even, like okay, I get it. this is made for adults, and so they're dressed like adults. They weren't dressed like normal adults. There was scenes where within a scene, a- an actress would change to a low-cut shirt if she was doing something like running around, or, you know, if there was an action scene where she was being carried, and she's horizontal, and the camera's pointing at her face slash body, and she would switch to, like, a low-cut shirt, and then in the next scene, she'd be back to wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, I think that get, gets back to your point earlier is about this was a rated R comedy at one point for adults. Mm-hmm. And I think comedies of that era, there was a lot of sex. And I think they even said they cut out a ton of sex jokes yeah. for this movie. And then they and said they, they had even, CGI over yeah. cleavage. <laughs> so I think that's a remnant of that. Right. But like, I, I totally understand that. It's just so, it's so blatant. It's one of those things where when you're watching it at the time, you're thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're trying to freshen Scooby-Doo up. They're trying to modernize it, trying to make it hip. They're trying to make teenage guys want to go see it. But then when you're watching it, you know, through a lens of Hollywood is really, really misogynistic and really, really, like, predatory, it's weird. It's just so out of place. And, a, and like, I guess for me, it's, like, not that Scooby-Doo is holy territory, but, like, <laughs> but it's just, like... They're doing it here? Like, this is the time they're doing it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, man. Um, 
I, I it definitely raised a little bit of an eyebrow with me. Um, but I'm just I think I was in the mindset of like, yeah, this is this is 2002. It's this is probably going to be a remnant of movie like scary movie. It was like kind of like those that yeah. type of humor. Did you watch this with your significant others? Yeah. I'm just wondering because like yeah. Julie pointed out a lot of it to me. And so I had this I was keeping track of all like the weird stuff I saw like skimpy clothing or you know down shirt shots that they that they uh that they let out there. And there was too many. So I lost track at 11 uh, cleavage shots. Ryan, you're supposed to be looking at the dog, you sick fuck. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like these scenes in which nothing is happening, and there's, it's only just like a woman, and it's framed extremely strangely. Uh, hmm. I, I lost track. Like, and Julie was pointing them out to me at one point. Julie, you're supposed to be looking at the dog! <laughs> yeah, I get, I get what you mean, Ryan. Like... I guess when I when I was watching it, I don't think it was something that quite registered immediately. But yeah, in retrospect, I think there was some of that shittiness in there where where these were like, oh yeah, let's sexualize the shit of them for our our, our audience. Right. Who are children. And I guess the the broy dads who are who are taking their kids to the kids. Yeah. This was the um this was the eighth, I think it was this was the eighth largest grossing movie starring a dog as a major character of all time i was going wow, through what a piece list. of trivia i was going through a list of highest grossing movies that feature a dog as a major character um this scooby-doo one is pretty high on that list. i think it's i think number two was excuse me number two was number eight i think scooby-doo one was number five bolt actually got pretty high up on that list um you guys want to know uh you guys want to know the, the highest grossing dog breeds in film yeah Dude, number that one. sounds like the perfect piece of information to get it get us to the next segment of this podcast. Yeah, number one is Dachshunds. Uh, average gross is two hundred seventy-eight million dollars. If you have a fucking Dachshund in your movie, wow, um, you got them showing up in a <laughs> Toy Story three, which grossed a billion dollars. You got one showing what? up in Serious George, and of course, the Great Open Season two, um, which grossed eight million dollars. Oh, the trifecta um, of movie making. <laughs> wow. Toy Story 3, open season 2, and what? Uh, and, um, Curious George. Curious George? Yeah, Curious George, all right? Curious George. How much money did Curious George make? $45? $69 million, all right? And then, okay, but close the second. Dog. Close second is Pugs. Um, $264 million gross, baby. These are money-making dogs. Uh, we got, we got a movie called Men in Black. Ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. uh, Probably carried um, hard by Secret Life of Pets, too. Secret Life of Pets actually doesn't show up, um, but Pugs, you know, has I Love You Man and Norbit on there. Huge bangers there. And, of course, Dalmatians. And I think... Norbit? Did you say Norbit? Yeah, I said Norbit, man. Gross $159 million, believe it or not. Wow. That's actually really hard to believe. Just because there's a pug in it, though. A dog's purpose is on here. That's Golden Retrievers. That's number three, baby. Golden Retrievers are featured in Up, A Dog's Purpose, and my personal favorite, Air Bud. 23 mils, baby. I hope, most of, that Jesus I hope most of that went to the dog. It didn't. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, man, like, did you guys get a little bit of Uncanny Valley with Scooby-Doo in this movie? Well, yeah. Because they changed his animation style to a 3D dog. Right. It's still like a cartoon, but it's kind of real. 
It was a little and then weird they dress him up in human clothes. Yeah, for the airport scene where they're trying to sneak him in, which made no fucking sense. <laughs> they were like, oh, they don't allow dogs. So we're going to dress him as a human. Specifically when the airline is owned by the private island that requested Scooby-Doo's presence he on the island. Yeah, they, wait, what the fuck? They could have just blown him in. They should have put him in first class. That's what I'm saying. They just improv this bit. I thought it was thought, fucking hilarious. I thought it was funny. Entirely when, honest. when the grandma chased the cat. Um, um, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then you see, you see uh, uh, Isla Fisher just randomly in this movie too, um, who plays Shaggy's love interest um, in this movie. Okay, Isla Fisher, during that scene where she's on, like, the four-wheeler and she gets hit with a branch and her face turns into a scary face, that scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, as an I, adult or as a child? I think I actually had a flashback um, while I was being scared as an adult um, to when I was scared as a child because her face gets really scary when she's, like... She's like, like there's, like, glowing green eyes and she looks like a goblin and then she, like, snaps her face back into Isla Fisher. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was, okay. that was terrifying. Question for the room. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Well, really for Denali. Yes. When's the rest last time you watched like an actual horror movie? Mm. It's been about 36 months. Wow. What 15 was it? days. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, a okay. So courtroom kind of a drama. random pick. Um, yeah, it was recommended by a friend. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I tried six times. Okay, so that scary. probably was very frightening for you when this woman's face got slightly disfigured as if she was wearing a mask. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you making fun of my, my scary meter? Because my spooky meter is, is really attuned, okay? I'm no, not back... necessarily making fun as I'm uh, pointing out that the current leading proposition for season four is a horror theme. In your opinion, Ryan... We don't know yet. Okay, you, you guys need people like me in horror movie situations who tell you to get the fuck out when I'm really creeped out. Because usually I'm right. You know, we're in a scary house. I get spooked and I'm like, hey, guys, let's GTFO. You like, try I'm to like leave the and, the, and the killer kills you first. It's if I don't, if I listen to you guys and cave into peer pressure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And get laid at some point in the movie, I guess. It's kind no, of No, I don't think you're making it that far, man. I hate to break it to you. But yeah. the scaredy cat does not mesh with the laid. Like, you have the scaredy cat who gets killed, and that's the reason he gets okay, killed. Okay, well, scaredy cat. Then maybe... you have the jocks who aren't scaredy cats, but the reason they get killed is because they get laid. Okay. Uh, but I am an integral part of the scary group. Did you guys pick up? You probably, you probably did, but like, what was cut out of the original cut was all the weed jokes for Shaggy, because I think it's, it's kind of obvious that Shaggy's a stoner. You know, you saw like the smoke coming out of the van and like. She's like, oh, my name's Mary Jane. She's like, like, that's my favorite name, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think, to me, the funnier parts of the movie was the fact that they were parodying and were self-aware about the Scooby-Doo tropes. Yeah, um, totally. I agree. The splitting up, like Fred saying, we'll split up. And then Velma going, no, I'm going this way with this person. It was pretty mm -hmm. good. I, it, and I think that was a great choice starting the movie with them splitting up. Um, well, okay, in a different sense. Like, with the mystery gang, like, literally Split. saying, we're yeah. no longer a gang, we're going to go our separate ways, was that that's how they could introduce conflict between the members. And they could say, I'm tired of my role, I want to do something different. 
And then that's where the comedy kind of set in, is as they were trying to do something different, and were okay. pushed back into their original goal or original role as it like as they failed. Right. I think having could have went like so that, much farther with subverting expectations and just kind yeah. of going. Yeah, I, I think they did it in a way that were it it wasn't as predictable to me. I think some of the jokes like kind of caught me by surprise or like the scoop when Scooby Doo gets a call and he's like. Hey, I've got a bunch of hamburgers in a bag. Just come to the dark forest with nobody. <laughs> He's like, okay. And then just runs out of the dark forest. Like shit like that made me laugh. Um, or when, when Shaggy was like, I'm not going in there. There's going to be a guy with eyes behind a painting. It's going to follow me. And there's going to go into a night suit and chase me. You know, things like that, where you remember in Scooby-Doo movies, um, I think it's just fun to, to see actor or, you know, the characters be self-aware about that. They stayed really true to the source material. It felt like it could have been I think that an too, animated yeah. Scooby-Doo movie that I remember from, you know, being a kid. You're, yeah. This is, uh, this was, it was kind of similar to, um, you know, like maybe Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire, where he, when he was on the screen, I was like glued to it. I think they did a really good job with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I thought, like, I thought the animation was a little goofy, but my favorite scenes in the movie were definitely the Scooby-Doo scenes. Like the, um... When they when they go they're going through the haunted house that they're not supposed to be in the ride is activated they uh they go into the room with the feast and the hot dogs get pulled onto the wall and you have yeah. no idea right now you kind of aware that it's a ride but there's this weird crazy thing like coming out of the wall trying to yeah. kill them and Scooby says what now Shaggy says let's do what we do best Scoob eat it's plastic Shaggy. Is it, what do you care? You drink out of the toilet. <laughs> and the, the Scooby-Doo voice was just perfect. This whole movie. So do you. <laughs> yeah, I loved those exchanges. And I felt like those actors, they totally committed to the roles in the camp. I think if they held back at all, it would have been awkward or kind of cringy to watch. But seeing everybody ham it up and it was fun to watch. Like I, I just I believe them in their roles, but also I just had fun watching them. Yeah, I think that the haunted mansion scene was actually really great. The act more like it was like a ten minute long scene because you had the characters had split up. There was the classic like hiding. Uh, you know yeah. they hide from the monsters. It was you're learning plot elements, and normally a Scooby Doo episode is what. 18 to 25 minutes long and I so when you so. get this long bit about these this gang put in the haunted mansion it really worked i wish they would have done that more it seemed like that was the centerpiece of the movie and everything else was kind of like setting that up or falling off of it and why not okay here's the haunted mansion ride we got to go over there and now we got to go to this other spooky place and investigate it. And for a while, it was a lot like, okay, I met this cool person on the at the bar, and we're, I'm gonna go hang out with him. Okay, meanwhile, I'm gonna go to this voodoo shack. And there was a lot of dialogue in a way that I wish there was a lot more. I don't know, like Scooby Doo. You like Scooby the elements that were kind of like the, the show, like where they're working together and having gags together and yeah, doing things like. It would have been nice to have like. They do some hijinks rather than monsters tear things. And there's a four-wheeler chase scene that lasts like 10 minutes. But the scary face. Uh, you didn't like the Sugar Ray scene? Or Sugar Ray singing? And he does a scary face? Well, that was more of a cameo. But yeah. You like that scene? I don't know who the fuck Sugar Ray is. 
is the, is the I just wanna fly. That song? Nope. All right. Um, I, I thought the reveal of Scrappy Doo was pretty funny in this movie. The most one of the most hated characters I think in cartoon history. I heard Tim Curry was supposed to originally be in this movie as the main villain and dropped out as soon as he learned about Scrappy Doo being in this, which is fantastic. Um, what? and Ryan, you texted us this like at the scene with Scrappy Doo where he's like. You don't have the scrot for this job, which I was like, excuse me. You don't have the scrot for this. Um, I've never said scrot. It's very potent, very potent phrase. I think that's a kind of a showstopper is. right there. It is. Yeah, I had to pause the movie and rewind it to make sure I didn't like misunderstand what he was saying, but the <laughs> subtitles confirmed it. I think this should go in the Smithsonian because I think it's the first usage of the word scrote in a children's movie, uh, which is, you know, pretty monumental. Um, and then he pisses on Daphne and they throw him on the side of the road. <laughs> I like how they, when they kicked Scrappy out, they kicked him off next to a sign that says town five miles away. So it doesn't seem like they're throwing a puppy on the side of the road in the middle of the desert. Change it. Except they saying. are. But five miles says, away. Uh, from those are, And then he had this little suitcase too. So he'd be, he'd be okay. I think that was just very like apparent. They're like, "Hey guys, we're not we're not doing this." Is there a lot more content for us to talk about out of the Scooby Doo movie? I feel like it's yeah, I've got a shit lot of notes. I mean. Like, but that's the thing is like with this entry coming out of a large catalog, a large portion of what you're going into the movie with is these pre preconceived notions that you can't quite extract from just one movie. Like we talked about. The intro of the movie is them saying, oh, the gang is splitting up. We're, we're going our separate ways, and we're not working together anymore. What if someone was like, yo, I've never seen Scooby-Doo. Uh, who the heck are these people? Um, it was just kind of a weird pick. It, it was definitely an entry. They were, they were treating it like every other Scooby-Doo movie treats it, right? So the animated movies often are just the gang solves the mystery, and then in the next movie, the gang solves the mystery. And so on. And they just solve an endless string of mysteries. And there's no beginning or end. And this very much felt like just one of those that they decided to do live action. Rather than, like, rebooting or, you know, giving us the Scooby-Doo origin story. Or doing some, like, big, huge, grand, you know, Scooby-Doo overture. So it was just this. Yeah, I wanted, like, Lord of the Rings. To me, this is like... as Lord of the What? <laughs> Yeah, I wanted, like, a, we're reimagining this material completely from the get-go. Five teenagers, one dog, yeah. one van. Rather than, of rather than them being like, oh, the first... And we know Lord of the Rings movies are normally live-action. We made two, two live-action Lord of the Rings movies. Let's make Return of the King animated with a funny dog. Like... That and that way it would just be like an entrant, like a like an entry in the series, and that's what this felt like, and like an entry in the series where they just randomly decided to uh, make one live action. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just I was I think I was fine with that, um, just because of how ubiquitous Scooby Doo is in our culture. Right. Yeah, and, and if you're putting, like if you're putting like millions and millions of dollars into making like a huge live action movie, and you want to make it like. They just, they just took one off the wall. It feels like they just took like a Scooby-Doo script off the wall and were like, this yeah. is the one we're doing. I get what you're saying. I think part of it is the Uncle Ben. It's kind of like the Uncle Ben thing, where how many times did you see Uncle Ben get shot in a Spider-Man movie until you just already know that going in? Um, yeah. And I think 
They said, unless you're like a, a baby who just hasn't seen Scooby-Doo, which is entirely possible, entirely possible for the, the target demographic. Maybe they're operating on the assumptions like we don't need to spend the money to introduce these characters. But who knows? Maybe it would have been a more narratively strong movie, though, to your point. Yeah. But maybe that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's fine as a Scooby-Doo movie. I don't know about like as a movie. Yeah. Maybe that's my thing with this is that I'm seeing it as a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, you know, and maybe this is how other people saw it too, where you have this mythos of Scooby-Doo, you have these expectations and they got subverted and that's what made the movie fun for me. Maybe if I'm just some dude who doesn't fucking know what that IP is, maybe I wouldn't like this movie. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't yeah. have had fun with it. Who, who the fuck doesn't know Scooby-Doo? I mean, we watched that's not, it. That's not really my point. My point isn't yeah. that people, not enough people know about who Scooby-Doo is from the do this. My point is, like, they could have really started something. They, they could have really started a live-action Scooby-Doo-verse. Mm -hmm. And instead, they just added to the already existing Scooby-Doo-verse. And it felt really narrow, you know? At the end of the day, they're always going to go back together. They're always going to solve more mysteries. You're, you're proposing a rewrite, maybe a reboot? Hmm. Now, I would be on board. That's kind of where I'm going, is... Reboot Scooby-Doo with excluding Scoob that just came out. Is Scoob live action? About Scoob? It's it's like a 3D Pixar style movie that just came out like I think last year. Well, maybe I am behind the times because I don't even know what you're talking oh about. There's I think over like 40 Scooby-Doo movies I think in the universe. Um, Scoob is the most recent, which is I think when they are like little kids. I think. Whoa, you're totally right. It says this film is a reboot of the Scooby-Doo series. So I think we have your wish, right? Because I think this is an origin story. Maybe even beyond what we even have in the Scooby-Doo canon. Hmm. You guys, I can't believe it. I can't right. believe. Ask for something I'm, else. Quick. <laughs> I'm ranting about something. Ask for universal health care. Quick, right, before we're soft. <laughs> I'm ranting about something, and you're like, uh... You can you can have that like that already exists. They they thought the same as you, huh? You know what? I'm gonna eat my humble pie. I think HBO's algorithm scanned our first few GBGB episodes and had a predictive uh, neural network that uh, predicted your want of a Scooby Doo reboot and then made it. Wow! I can't believe it. You know what? I'm gonna try and watch this. So is this kind of like your? Um, are you leaning into a Scooby Doo season? Like, like, yeah, like I want. that was on the list. <laughs> that was yeah. on the list, wasn't it? Yeah, we have enough Scooby-Doo movies, I think, to do like four or five seasons. Mm. We can actually just start Perfect. a whole podcast if we want of Scooby-Doo content. If, we, if that's the direction we want to go, maybe with the Wheel of Chaos, anything is possible. That's actually really, in my opinion, that's not really that bad. There are some, we'd have to watch our step. There's a pretty serious fan base for scooby-doo that reminds me so i was watching a youtube video the other day and they mentioned furries and the person was like we're not saying no 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 we're not saying that furries are weird <laughs> and it reminds me all the time that you guys have had to put disclaimers on every time i talk say something about furries okay well let's let's get back on track is there scooby-doo <laughs> yeah. and furry crossover Almost certainly. There has are, to those, be. You, are those fandoms linked at all? I mean, are there people in the furry verse who yeah. show up to furry cons as Scooby Doo? <laughs> Chase your time. I hear you got a fucking keyboard, dude. Please don't do this. <laughs> don't do this to your desktop. 
Um, home, just just type in Scooby Doo Furry Con, um, and just uh, comment on our social media about I'll what you spell find. Con wrong. Um, Scooby Doo Fur Suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know there isn't too much in so far as um Scooby Doo esque uh, fur suits. Nothing that personifies him. You know, isn't it kind of arrogant to like say your persona is Scooby Doo, like one of the most famous greatest dog detectives of all time? Yeah. It's all, is furry culture 100% devoted to what your fursona is? I thought furry culture was more wide-ranging. Like there's, like, there's, like there's furry media, right? Like We're just getting in dangerous territory, Ryan. We're getting in dangerous... I don't want anything... Of, I don't want any part of this. Like, people make furry media that's composed of characters other than just their fursona. I, I have no And, and that, that's like taking a, you know, a ready-made... That's, a, that's like ordering your own pizza. It's already uh, made for you. You're not going to make your own pizza every time. I don't think I... Sometimes you want furry content that's already made, and there's Scooby-Doo's there. I don't think I... Oh, you guys got to look at the picture I just sent you. Uh, there's a, there's you a l- large subset... Uh, into Discord. Oh, God. There's a large oh. subset of people that draw buff Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. Uh. No way. I was right. Can we, can we, at the end of the season, can we rank our dogs? Oh, we're definitely going to rank the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like, who would win, is, is it, like, who would win in the fight? Because Clifford. I no, we're not doing fight. dog fights, Ryan. We, we've, we've done too oh, many close right. flybys. And so we're going to do best, best dog, and then we're going to do best movie. Best on, in on show. The, uh, best in show. Thank you. Ooh. Um, back to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, I thought there was a lot of really great quotable lines in this movie. Uh, one of my favorite was just kind of like a throwaway moment where I think where Mary Jane calls the Coast Guard because of the monsters, yeah. and the Coast Guard guy answers the phone. He's like, Coast Guard, this is Caleb. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Okay. I actually do, I had that scene written down. I only have like five notes, and that's actually yeah. one of them. What was, what happened? Like, she called the Coast Guard, and the Coast Guard was evil. It was like a fake Coast Guard. And they said, was- go wait by the pier. And then Scooby Doo actually went. The the crew actually. Yeah, there was no payoff. They just went to sleep. And then they woke up the next day and they're like, "Okay, next, next scene, please." I thought they'd get kidnapped by the pier. Yeah, and I think it's just the the whole area just reset, right? Maybe they just wanted them get out of the way because the whole town reset, right? Like all the windows were fixed and all the. Oh yeah, the sound of the water by the beach and the pier is loud enough to stop the bulldozers that were needed to fix the walls and move the debris away. Airtight, baby. Cut for time. Cut for time. I want to see the original cut of this movie so bad, where all this random shit's explained. Because scenes just like begin and end. Yeah, they just they will just straight up end. There's there's this one scene where the coolest scene in the movie, in my actual opinion, like Velma is attending this ceremony and that they do this oh the spirit of the woods and they tell the whole story about the the history of the island and how the spirits are evil and they think that humans need to vanish and that scene literally just cuts off um, oh and she says the fire's fake and then the the guy wanders off and he's defeated yeah it was it was pretty sudden and that was the only world building we had in the entire movie yeah and there was clearly characters I think would have played a bigger part, like the guy with the Led Zeppelin shirt who was right. hitting on Velma. Um, he clearly was a bigger part of the movie. And then the the voodoo guy, the too. voodoo guy, was hilarious. 
The Buddha guy had to have been a bigger character. Yeah. Because he was pretty funny. Where he's like, don't go up to that castle. And she's like, oh, I know what you're fucking doing. You, you want me to go up that castle. Unless you're telling me that because you know I won't go up to the castle. So I'll totally go up to the castle. Which, yeah, yeah, I love that shit. He served his Scooby-Doo purpose, though. I feel like a lot of the episodes had that person. The Fed yeah, and he fed some information. And he was that was one of my favorites. We've got three suspects. Mr. Mondavarius, the voodoo guy, and he, or <laughs> somebody yeah. else. You the luchador? Nucleosis. Yeah. Yeah, the random luchador in this movie. I just think there was a lot of just I think it's it's maybe it's because of James Gunn who had a role in this making this movie, um, who made Guardians of the Galaxy. Um probably pretty good at making kind of quippy you know, fun ensemble type of uh, movies, um, even though if this movie was, was a little bit of a mess <laughs> on the way down, I'd still had a good time. Do you guys want to actually, can we dive into this thing and get this uh, showboat on the road? I think we, All right. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys ready for the ratings now? Cause we're, I think we've, uh, we've kind of riffed a little bit. Um, we can, we can talk about that. I don't the... have anything else to say. All right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> These movies just get harder and harder. Every yeah. fucking time, especially when it's not totally dog centric. This is a Scooby Doo movie about Scooby Doo, but Scooby Doo is the is Mystery Inc. Right. I just think it's like kind of shitty that Fred is like, "Hey, let's split up," and he's like, "All right, Daphne and Velma come with me, the two normal people, and then Shaggy, you go with your dog." I just mm. think they're really mean to Shaggy because <laughs> he contributes a lot to the group, and they're he like, does. "Go, go with your fucking dog." And you know what, dude? It's their bullshit that makes that makes the mystery solved. Because they're always going in, opening the 80-year-old fridge and eating a big old turkey thing. And then the ghost shows up. And then they capture the ghost. There's a funny thing. And then Fred's like, oh, wow, you guys caught him. And then that's, is that their formula? Is that they just let this guy go, like the stoner dude, go with his dog in this house and the mystery gets solved? Yeah. That's how most mysteries are solved, you guys. Like, I don't want to give away the secrets of the justice system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most crimes are actually solved by uh letting stoners go into buildings well that was actually like my next note here because i was going to ask you about what do you think about these team of vigilantes who go out and uh Wait, my question to you two was yeah. what part of the justice system does this movie implicate because we haven't gotten there yet. there was only like, maritime law is <laughs> well was it there was a little waters? bit of there was a little bit of animal control too at the end but was anything yeah, illegal done in the Scooby-Doo movie. Yes. yes. Okay. So. A man was say, kidnapped and held against his well for three yeah, months. I would say assault. <laughs> it's the, probably the number one most big <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Um, Destruction of property. The gang destroyed a lot of property. Falsely impersonating a Coast Guard officer. Well, he said his name was Caleb. It didn't, didn't say he was part of the Coast Guard. He <laughs> just said the building he was in. Yes, this is the building in which the Coast Guard's name is on, and my name on my driver's license is Caleb. It's also like, does the Coast Guard have a number? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know it. I don't. Could you just fucking call them? 613. Not really a Coast Guard number? Yeah. I'm going to save that for later. Because, uh, like, there's in the beginning of the, the movie, they're chasing down this ghost who is supposed to be actually like a huge part of the movie, and I think they like cut it or cut around it. Um, where it's like that big marshmallow ghost who's like a floating man, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's, he's trying to like scare people so the property value goes down or some shit. And they catch Ooh. him. Classic Scooby-Doo. Classic fucking insurance fraud or, mm -hmm. you know, property fraud. Oh. I mean, is that, is that kosher? Is, is just like these, these teens? 
hundred percent. Okay, actually, whoa, this is a great topic. Oh it's like man, hiring this, a private investigator. This are is, they like private? Yeah, guys. Yeah. That, no, that, that's a real. That's a real thing. There's a famous case in New York from this region, actually. Um, that the issue was this woman was trying to like sell her house and claim that it was haunted. And uh, or no, she covered up the fact that she that she claimed it was haunted for like years. So and it was she, haunted, and she covered up that it was haunted. Yeah, and she what? sold it. She sold it, and the people who bought it were yeah. like, "What the? F- this house is haunted, or at least everybody in town what? thinks it's haunted. This yeah. was worth nothing. Now we can't resell it unless we find a stupid out of towner like us." And the lady was like, "Too bad you didn't ask whether it was haunted." And they were like, the the it's a really famous case. And uh so you can actually get in trouble for not telling people that your house is haunted. That is so much better that it was haunted and she didn't tell anybody and she got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the other way around of trying to convince them that it's haunted to commit fraud. The fraud was <laughs> trying to convince them that it was normal. <laughs> right. Hmm. So could you hire a reverse Scooby-Doo gang for this situation? To prove that it was haunted? Prove that it was haunted, I guess. So you'd need four, five dogs and one human. So I guess a dog walker. And the, the one human's really like a competitive eater. And then one of the dogs is really smart. And the other, the other dog's kind of like, you know, like a diva. And another dog's kind of like the dumb leader. And the other one's like a cool dog that you like, you know, you know he probably rips the bongs with. Um, and then he goes in. And then he he finds out that the ghosts are real, that Mr. Jenkins is a dead ghost. He's a skeleton on the inside. And the dogs, you can tell because the dogs do that thing where they go into a room and they just like oh, yeah, stare yeah. at open stare. space. Yeah. His name is Ood Yabood Yaboos. That's supposed to be something. <laughs> Scooby Doo backwards. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be that. We're, that's gonna be huge in Norway. <laughs> so I think we 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 pitched a pretty good movie. We did it again. I think that's that's the plot for like all fifteen seasons of the TV show Supernatural. Is a guy with five dogs <laughs> proving the house is haunted. I mean, not in that exact form, but that's the idea. I'd watch every fucking episode. There's man. a Scooby Doo episode, dude. They go into the Scooby Doo first in one of those episodes. Well, hold on. Is that is that for reals now? No, I'm 100 serious. They actually have a Scooby Doo Supernatural crossover. That's amazing. What the fuck? Why wasn't this like? Why why wasn't the press alerted, man? I feel like I didn't I didn't get any notifications. It's a special treat. It's a special treat for those people who hung in there for like twelve seasons. Yeah, God, man, all all five of them, man. They got to give them something. Throw them a freaking bone. Okay, you guys, you guys want to actually review this movie now? Jace, you want to start off with our doggo meter or the the. <laughs> I fucked it up. I think every episode so far. <laughs> hmm. Well, I threw my wolfometer into oblivion last week when I destroyed any semblance of continuity um, and gave whatever fucking dog we watched a five. Um, was it all dogs go to heaven? Yeah, that was a contentious um, wolfometer between all of us. It was tough. It was and tough. I think the wolfometer is going to be different moving forward because of it, because of what happened there. So we're going to have to. It's a bra- it's a brave new wolfometer now. So, yeah, 
I think um I think Scooby gave it his best shot. I think he improved yeah. a lot of the lines in these scenes with Shaggy. You, tell. you know, and you could really feel the tension when he when when Scooby told Shaggy that his mom ate cat poop. You know, he was fantastic. He was skateboarding. You know, he cool. can he can ride an ATV. We haven't seen that yet. Um, I beat that air, but in classic in in classic doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, Damn it. he he loves Scooby Stacks. You know, uh, we're we're given a a good. I think we're given a good Scooby Doo here. I thought the animation style was. I liked it. It's kind of weird. Um, I can't really imagine any other movies that have this type of animation style for a fake creature or for like um yeah an animal. It could have done a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I guess, where where it's it's cartoon, but then you're you're running into other issues. Um, and I just feel uh, it's it's a high number. It's a good number. I kind of want to give Scooby Doo like an eight or a nine. <laughs> um, good amount of dog jokes. I think maybe he'd get hit on the volume. I think the volume is where I would take it off because yeah. Scooby Doo revolves around the mystery ink and not just Scooby Doo the dog. Where Scooby Doo's gonna miss out on the dog meter is a little bit of volume. So I'm gonna give him an eight. I was pleasantly surprised with everything else. All right, an eight on the woofometer is what we're calling yeah. it. He only barked, he barked at the cat. Chasing the cat was a really good scene for me for. Bumping my yeah, that, that definitely that registered on mine as well. I'm glad you saw it as well. Respect. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought this movie had a lot of great Scooby Doo scenes. I wasn't on board with the animation at first, and then seeing seeing him do all the funny funny antics, you know, it made me laugh. His lines, you know, I didn't expect it to make me laugh so hard, but it did. Uh, there was plenty of dog gags. There was the old, I'm allergic to dogs, but your dog's dressed as a grandma, so I don't really know why I'm sneezing bit. Um, there's the whole dog chasing the cat, um, you know, dogs pissing on people, you know, all the great dog gags that show up in these movies. Um, so I'm thinking it's checking all the dang boxes here. It subverted my doggy expectations by having Scooby-Doo um, do his wild and crazy, you know, R-rated antics in this movie. Um, where I'm going to dock it, is is like Jay said, it's not as dog centric. This is a lot about about the mystery gang. There was a lot of scenes without him in it too. There was a whole sequence where he was captured, and it's all fucking Shaggy and this love interest, and it's all these other people. There ain't no dog action in here. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dock him a little bit. However, when Scooby was on the screen, I was having a good time. This is a dog centric movie in concept, so I'm gonna give it a seven. This is a dog movie for sure. Um, but this is not the the perfect dog performance that I've seen in the past. A seven. Dog. Well, uh, folks, I don't think I don't think you made any large logical missteps in your arguments. It's hard for me to. Do. <laughs> it, Thank you, Spock. <laughs> it's really hard for me to disagree with you guys. I think, in a way, you persuaded me. I was thinking pretty low, but maybe I'm getting my woofometer rating mixed up with my movie rating, which I really should there. be like, you know, yeah. just rating the dogness of this movie. I think I'm going to not make anybody too mad, but I'm going to express my displeasure for dog movies that portray themselves as dog movies as if somebody who didn't know what Scooby-Doo was and didn't have much dog in it. I'm going to go with a five. 
straight down the middle. Yeah. You need more dog. Thanks, fair. And he's not, yeah, he's kind of like, kind of not really even a dog. Less cleavage and more Scooby would have made this movie a lot better. It would have <laughs> helped the wafometer. Less booby, oh. more Scooby. <laughs> there was Scrappy in there, too. We forgot about the main antagonist yeah. being a dog. Nobody needs to talk about him. <laughs> it was he turned into a big Scrappy monster? No, wasn't very no. interesting. Okay. He was well, Jack, though. Great packs. Yeah. Um, movie ratings? Nostalgia is the biggest bump for me for this movie. Yeah. I would, if it, if um, all things considered, if like I wasn't trying to rate it on par with everything else, I'd probably get like a plus three just for nostalgia. Like going back and seeing the floating heads bobbing in the cauldron scene. Like I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid. I was like, oh, um, I loved Matthew Lillard's performance. I really liked in. I really liked all the cast. I really liked how Scooby-Doo interacted with them. I thought the jokes were funny. This is probably one of the... If if we're not trying to like take it seriously, this is probably one of the, the first comedies in the dogverse, in the comedies we've watched recently that... You didn't like the gut buster that was Snow, snow Dogs? <laughs> no! <laughs> um, they had me laughing a lot. I, I said that I liked the set design. I think they... Put quite a bit of work into it. It sounds like this movie was a shit show. The discussion on it says it was like contentious throughout like 19, the entire span of 1990s of writing, rewriting and finding out what they were trying to do. Like uh, this movie's like a, this movie's like a seven for me. Seven. I'd rewatch it. I'd probably go wow. back and I'd, I'd go back and rewatch. So again, and that's without the nostalgia factor. If I was going to yeah. give this with a nostalgia factor, I'd probably overlook some of the criticisms that could be given for the movie and give it a 10 because I think I could, I think I could watch it again. Um, Ryan, you bring up some good points in the production and looking back on it with a critical eye that I think reduce its overall quality. It would have been another one of these movies where they either should have gone in the direction of being a kid's movie or been an adult movie. Um, alrighty. Well, a seven. Um, Jace, I think I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement there, too. This movie surprised me um, because I was expect. Because, I mean, guys, we've we've watched Air Bud, Clifford, Snow Dogs, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, not a lot of these are, are in my wheelhouse of, like, you know, shit I'm excited to watch. So Scooby-Doo was the most adjacent because it's like, oh, finally, an IP that I have I've spent some time with. Um, and then uh, watching it was I had a lot of unexpected laughs. I think I remembered it a lot differently, just maybe seeing it with adult eyes now um, and seeing all the adult jokes in it. Um, I had a really good time watching this. And as we've said with previous episodes, I can't rate this the same way I rate other movies. There's no fucking way you could rate a dog movie like you would with Gone Girl or Interstellar. There's no fucking way you could do that. Um, so with that, I have to go with raw enjoyment. Um, and because I enjoyed this movie so much and it was so surprising, I'm going to have to give it like a 7.5 for me. Um, is it a good movie? Um, probably not. It's probably not the best airtight movie, um, but I had a great time watching it. I thought all of the actors had a super, you know, I don't know if they had a fun time making it, but it seemed fun watching them in the roles. They totally committed um, Jace brought up Matthew Lillard, um, even Daphne and Velma's, like all their 
the way they played off of the tropes of the Scooby-Doo universe, I thought was super fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. Ryan, I do think your criticisms are definitely valid. You know, I think it's totally fair to mark the movie down for that too. Um, but I have to just go off of, in the moment, did I like it? And that answer is yes. <laughs> We're dirty. We're dirty. It feels wrong. <laughs> you can't. Com- I mean, I don't disagree with you. That, that, that's the thing is, I think this is something where reasonable minds can disagree about this movie. If you're willing to look, put the blinders on and just watch the movie, I think you can come away with a lot of, you know, positive things. Um, ultimately, my qualm is that I didn't do that. Right. So I'm even giving it the benefit of the of the doubt and saying like, yes, dog movies can't my my whole theory behind this whole season. And I'm still am waiting to be proved wrong is that dog movies can't be as good as normal movies. The prejudice is still is, is still yeah, a, I, yeah. They, they peak at about an eight out of ten. And therefore, my dog meter, that should be a ten out of ten on my, on my movie. <laughs> meter. Yeah, I, I just don't think that that I have to reward this, like, half-assed effort at it, though. They, they didn't try hard. If they would have tried harder, you'd get a couple sympathy points from me. But I really didn't feel like they freaking cared. At least not the studio. Like, okay, script writers, the actors, yes, I totally understand. Uh, they kind of felt like they were shafted a little bit. But it just didn't quite mesh. It was a, very much a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type movie where I don't think this movie could be anybody's favorite movie. It doesn't excel at any one thing well enough to where someone could form this like strange emotional connection with it. And they could say, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you focus on this, it's really great. Um, it wasn't atrocious. I did laugh a couple times. I actually appreciated the humor because it was directed at us, right? Yeah. Um, the farting. And the farting. The fart scene was so good. <laughs> <Fart>. <laughs> Actually making me laugh at a fart scene, I think, gets it a point. So I'm going to give it a five. Five? That's higher than I thought you'd give it. Yeah. It's higher than I thought I'd give it. (laughs) But that's benefiting from the fart curve. Yeah, the fart fart curve, yeah. And it's benefiting from the dog curve. We we didn't touch on, uh, short change here, we didn't touch on the soundtrack had a pretty custom soundtrack for oh, yeah. all the music where all, everything was redone Scooby-Doo themed. Yes. What? No. Um, it, the reggae artist Shaggy and MXPX performed different versions of the Scooby-Doo Where Are You theme song throughout the movie, which I think is very, very good that Shaggy <laughs> had a role in a movie starring Shaggy. Yeah, pretty. I thought it was a pretty fun soundtrack. And you got, you got fucking Sugar Ray in there. Apparently, the, the album, the soundtrack charted, too. I'm looking up right now. Um, it peaked at number 24 on the Billboard 200 for a top R&B and hip-hop albums. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, do soundtrack, check it out. Apparently, it slaps. I'm going to go listen to that later. We want to get into the wheel? All right. So, for, the, for those of you who have not watched all 25 prior episodes of this podcast, uh, this season... We're doing things differently. Usually we debate on which movie we should watch next. This season, we're letting Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> and we are randomly choosing from a list of approximately 10 movies. And the way we do that is by 
spinning a digital kind of Wheel of Fortune-esque wheel with the names of the movies on the different slots, and it picks a movie for us. Now, we've instituted a few different rules so that we don't watch crappy children's movies over and over, but that's <laughs> unsuccessful. Sometimes it leads to that, yeah. Each week, one of us, or each of us is allowed to add one movie and veto and remove a different movie. You don't have to do it if you don't want. And Jace so far has been very restrained. But me and Denali are slowly culling <laughs> terrible movies from the ranks of the wheel. I think we've had enough. Yeah. But I'm not seeing any on here that I like wouldn't want to watch. Okay, Cats and Dogs. I don't want to watch Cats and Dogs. We're looking at a list of movies. And right now, the choices are 101 Dalmatians, Homeward Bound, Old Yeller, Airbud Spikes Back, which is Airbud 2, mm. Cujo, Isle of Dogs, Turner and Hooch, and Cats and Dogs. Okay, not a bad, not a bad spread there. And I just I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes like top rated dog movies right now. And um there's a Scooby-Doo movie on here that's like in the top 10. It's Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's yeah. at 88% on the tomato meter. Really? Heard that's I the best heard, one. Someone's actually told me that. This movie um, was pretty damn funny. Okay, so what are you suggesting? I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Wow, it has a seven point eight on IMDb. Isn't that weirdly high? Wait, can I ask you guys a question about picks for this? So, um, first of all, let's just let's just get this out of the way. John Wick, not a dog movie, right? Not a dog movie. Not a dog movie. It's dog centric, but not about a dog. Yeah, I am Legend, not a dog movie. Correct. Not a dog movie. Okay, that's fair. Is that it? Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to throw out for now. I'm, like, debating on throwing in a real fucking dumper in here, but I, I don't know. I kind of want to watch a good movie, too. What? Did we okay. remove the Shaggy DA? No. We never entered it in. Um, mm. I thought that movie looks fucking hilarious. Huh. Interesting. The, uh, you know, one of the top, I'll just say another piece of dog trivia, and if we're just on, if I'm on the dog trivia train real quick, um, one of the highest grossing dog movies of all time, I think this was number three, was Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We've removed it. Yeah, we got yeah. rid of it. Yeah, I exercised my veto. Yeah, you did. And it's removed for now. What are you implying? It's just, it's for now, it's, it's not here. And who knows what's going to happen later. Okay, so let's get into the, let's start cutting the wheat. All right. Or adding some wheat. And then immediately cutting it. Okay, wait, so, so I think whoever goes last has the most power, I think, here. <laughs> but Ryan, you're at the top of the order here. I think you so could not. I kind of have a. I kind of think yeah. it instituted should be a rule that you can't uh, remove something that was added the same week. The same. Yeah, I think that's a fair rule, Jason. What? No, I totally disagree. Well, I two and that. three, Ryan. I believe we have a super majority here, and I believe okay. that's just so not. So, that so what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, you're daring me to sabotage <laughs> this month by putting the worst yes. dog movie I could find. Well, we're, um, we're in and getting right. you guys to yeah. like immediately retract that rule what it is is like we're kind of like mutually de assured destruction because if you put in you know a really terrible movie like airbud 6 i am then able to put in a, another really terrible movie as retaliation we would have to change the structure because right now we go remove add remove add remove add we would have to do add 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 remove 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 and then at that point you know let's just get to come down to 
stabbing each other probably and we're already close so i'm fully willing to watch a real shitter of a movie just for the sake of the comedy ryan what? you want to make your your ads and deletes yeah <clears throat> i'm going to add the movie wiener dog <laughs> wiener dog what is this I'm gonna, wait i think i saw this on that list i was looking at what is wiener dog ryan it's a movie starring a wiener dog and the journey of it as it goes through multiple owners that have very sad lives. Oh, the Greta Gerwig movie. Yeah. I did not expect that. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, not much fanfare there. Not many jokes to be had. I'm putting that movie on the list. You're, you're hungering for a good movie. Well, Just wanted to, you want to see how far this scale is going to go as far as quality goes. I don't think that's going to top out the scale. I don't think it is? Okay. Let's get that straight. I just want to watch a movie with a live action dog. It's certified fresh. Well, there we go. Um, and do you have a do you have a veto, right? Uh, cats and dogs. Ah, okay. Cats and dogs two is still on the table. Can you imagine if we watched the sequel instead of the first one? <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Jace. <laughs> Jace, why are you laughing? Because, me, Jace. because when you Google war dog war movies. <laughs> I'm I'm looking right now at a movie called The Rain, uh, released in 2003, um, whose short description is, soldiers fighting in Vietnam resist when a German shepherd goes through combat training and joins their platoon. Oh my god. This is Airbud who got enlisted. <laughs> it is. Holy um, shit. There's also it's only 99 cents. There's also the Geneva Convention, just like there's no rules against dogs fighting in war. <laughs> Probably is, though. Oh, man. I think I'm going to have to add this movie, Rain. Okay. Okay. Do it. Do it, man. Um, and uh, I kind of want to get. Old Yeller is supposed to be good, though, right? Yeah. It's be like the iconic dog movie. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't really want to veto anything off of this list right now. My highest would be 101 Dalmatians to get rid of, but I don't think there's a need. Denali, I'll pass it over to you. Okay, perfect. I'm between Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed, Airbud 3, Cats and Dogs 2, or Frank and Weenie. Please add a sequel. Yeah. Do Scooby-Doo 2 or Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. I I'm, I think I'm going to do Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. Woof. Woof, Woof indeed. Woof, okay, Scooby-Doo. And then, um, as far as, like, my vetoes, I'm actually, like, pretty chill with most of this shit. Is that 101 Dalmatians, like, the cartoon version? Yeah, yeah. the oldest one. Okay, uh, I th I'm fine with that there, honestly. Um, no veto for me. All right. Stain. Okay, so we're going to give this a spin. It's going to be one spin. You're going to hear some clicking audience. And then... Uh, Whatever it's going to be, we have to do for next week. Is that right? Is that, is that what we're deciding yep. on? Announcing okay. the sixth draft pick in this... Season three? In this trap of a podcast? It's like melting our minds. Um, no one's meant to see this many dog movies in a row. It, pure insanity. Here we go. Oh my god. What does it say, guys? <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. 
<laughs> it could have been like, fucking Cujo. It was so close to Cujo. The the person that goes last has the most power. Wow. Oh, I'm oh. pretty sure Cujo would destroy our insanity. It's a two hour and forty eight minute movie. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. We're doing Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. It's a good thing me and Jace. We're, we're ready for more Scooby-Doo content. Ryan, I'm so sorry. Please don't take this out on me on the next pick. Well, you know, I might be wrong. I might have rated this movie too low. And I'm like, okay, this is this is what a bad yes. Scooby-Doo movie's like. Maybe, um, maybe Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed is going to be a better movie. <laughs> maybe. Mm, I'm pretty you sure know, the maybe. fandom would be upset with you if you said that. <laughs> you know, I think... This is my prediction. My bold okay. prediction. I think okay. I'm going to like this movie better than the first one. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it more deconstructs the Scooby-Doo uh, franchise a little bit, you know, more extensively than what I wanted out of the first one. Mm -hmm. I think there... I remembered more from the Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed as a child, which may be more indicative of something. I remember more haunted house scenes. Yeah, there's um, going to be more Scooby-Doo scenes rather than right teenagers at a party island scene. Pretty sure there's a bar in one scene. It's pretty cool. I think there was a scene. <laughs> I think there was a scene where um, Shaggy and Scooby become smart from drinking potions, and I remember that was funny when I was eight. Remember that one? Nope, but I'm excited. All right, baby, Scooby-Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Um, man, I didn't, ex I, I wasn't read. I wasn't prepared for the possibility that I would have to talk more about Scooby-Doo. Thanks, jerk. Um, <laughs> immediately. But there's, there's, you know, we committed to the dog season. We also committed to the possibility of watching the Clifford movie, which is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> and look what that did. It opened my eyes to the, you know, good preschooler movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a whole genre we never explored. So that's, that's it, guys. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys remember anything about scooby-doo or like this movie uh you know feel free to throw us a comment or a tweet especially if you're a furry and can enlighten no us please on the uh furry scooby-doo breakdown if you know somebody oh. with a scooby-doo fursuit let me know at me okay do hit us up about that yeah yeah just just go ahead and dm us um let us know which cast of the mr inc you think we are oh yeah we, should, we could have done one of those oh, fun BuzzFeed quizzes. Easy. Maybe next. Maybe next week. What do you guys think? Yeah, you I'm your Daphne. No, yeah, Denali's Daphne. Jace is Fred. Okay, I'm the Velmster. Oh, I thought I was. I was more of like a Scooby Doo. You know, I'm kind of like the face of the brand. Uh, everyone likes me and wants to be me. People laugh at you rather than with People you. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, and then um, you eat dog food. Hey, dog food. I got a toilet. Yeah, yeah. all those jokes. Shaggy is only paid in fucking dog food. That's just so wild to me, man. Like, that, that guy gets a short end of a stick. Oh. Oh. Uh, find us on Twitter at GBGB Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Good Boys Gumbland. Throw us a follow, subscribe, do all the things. Um, this week, we already, actually, we, we've already told people to tell their dogs about us. Oh, we did? So we should. Who should uh who should we we have them? Cats. Oh, your cat. We didn't get a really 
guys, I, I, I don't want to part the curtain, but we didn't get a lot of new views when we told people to tell their dogs yeah, about I know, us. I know. It wasn't like the crushes mm-hmm. or the bosses where we got a little uptick. And then, uh, well, we, you know why? Because the dogs are listening on the same devices as the owners. Oh my so gosh. The plays don't recount. Yeah. We burned a whole recommendation. Okay. What about your, uh, like the birds? Uh, to tell the bird, your neighborhood bird, you know. Maybe we should target um, species with phones. How about you go into your nearest, like, cell phone store? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you download us on all the display phones. Oh, yeah. 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 Download our podcasts and rate us on all those phones. <laughs> That's really Five good. Stars, not one star. Play, play a different episode individually on each one of those phones. Give some plays. Yeah. Play us on a JBL speaker and, in Best Buy. Yeah. Please uh, select please. the auto download new episodes setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please. That'd be very tight. Um, and then tell, like, let's see, maybe like the, the, the grocery clerk, you know, yeah. the, the person who, is, who stands there and has to listen to your boring ass story and can't leave because yeah. they're being paid. Um, tell them about our podcast. They'll love it. Yeah, tell your grocery clerk at your local grocery store about us. Oh, with that, do you guys got anything? Scooby Doo Doo. Doo. Monsters Unleashed. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>